I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 213. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today, we got my guest, Gordon Anderson, from the North Carolina-area punk band, Ort Patrol. Uh, I will likely be focusing on the Raleigh-Durham area, maybe Asheville a bit this month, just to see who's out there. Been uh, talking to a local record label there called Bored to Death, and they got a few bands on the roster. But uh, yeah, looks like uh, Or Patrol is dropping a new album or a new EP, July 12th, and I featured two songs from it. Uh, they have not been released yet, so if you do happen to be friends or fans of Gordon's, uh, you'll hear those songs first on this episode. Uh, Gordon was gracious enough to share them. Uh, one is called Flying Saucer Working Party, and the other is called Soylent Majority which uh, are loosely sci-fi themed, and uh, we talked about that a bit in the interview. Uh, we also talked about Gordon's job working at the local newspaper and uh, some of his interests and background in writing in general. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check out Orp Patrol on all their socials and uh, look out for the new music coming out very soon. Uh, regardless, though, uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting local music and local art and all that stuff. Hopefully you're doing well wherever you are. Um, hopefully summer's going good, getting lots of gigs, getting out there, playing, having fun, all that sort of stuff. Right now the wildfires are burning good up in Canada, so we got uh, smoke today, at least when I'm recording this. But uh, yeah, I should also mention uh, today, or tonight, Monday night, uh, we will be at the depot uh, playing with our friends Rebel Ernie, and uh, if you're in the city, in Baltimore tonight, definitely think about coming out. That's uh, July 3rd uh, today when this airs. But uh, yeah, other than that, last few things I'd normally mention is uh, there's podcast merch on Shopify in the episode notes if you're looking for a shirt. Uh, Part time Rockstar Productions is going. If you need a music video or anything around the DMV, we can hook that up. And the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop based out of Laurel, Maryland. So uh, if your guitars need a tweak or two, definitely go check out Steven's page. He is super responsive on the email. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we will get to the conversation with Gordon. My name's Brett. I didn't uh, say that on the. Hey, uh, I'm Gordon. Cool. Yeah. Um, if I didn't say that on Instagram or um, yeah, wherever I messaged you. So. Yeah, it's all good. Um, thanks for coming on. I've just been uh, looking yeah. for a few more guests for the show, and um, I don't know. Some of my friends have told me some good things about uh, bands down your way, and just the They're- the city the city and stuff kind of popping off yeah. a little more yeah there's um there's a lot going there's a lot of great bands you know i'm i'm not in the the triangle proper chapel hill raleigh durham but um you know i'm about 45 minutes outside but i mean there's just yeah there's kind of always been a pretty cool independent music scene 
you know, particularly around Chapel Hill. But, um, you know, in the last few years, that area, there's, there's just been a lot of great bands coming out of it. And we've been lucky enough in the last, um, just few months here to get connected with some of them and, and things are starting to happen. So it's, it's been really cool to be a part of. Nice. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure how long you guys have been going. It didn't look like a whole lot of time, right? Uh, well, it's, you know, yes and no. Um, Port Patrol was a project that I started just because I had been in bands. Everybody in the bands had sort of moved away. Yeah. I was sort of going through a career change, and I, I, so I didn't really have people to play with, but I challenged myself. I wanted to challenge myself to just write songs, uh-huh. and that led to me getting into studio in 2013, and that's the first Orp Patrol album. It wasn't really what you'd think of as a band at that point. It was just something I was doing. I had an opportunity to... Yeah. To, to record with somebody who really knew what they were doing for, for not a lot of money. And that just sort of led back into to sort of being in bands again. And, and um, uh, the back in the fall, we, we got an opportunity to play live, and that just sort of snowballed into things that are happening now. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, it seemed like maybe there was an uptick or something in the last year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then going back to 2014 was the first, first uh, album. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of familiar with how that goes a little bit. You know, a lot of times it's just one man army for a little while. Yeah. Until the uh, the army grows its mercenary pool a little more, yeah. and then you're able to kind of play out and and get stuff going. Um, totally. This was it was. Um... It was just a point in my life where, like I said, I was sort of going through a career change, and a lot of my friends that I had been playing with had moved away. But you know, I just I just have that itch to play music and make up songs, regardless if it's going to be a band or or not. Exactly. And it's just it's gotten back to a point where I feel like you know we all feel like it's um it's worth people hearing it. So we've, we've sort of made the conscious effort to to be an active <clears throat> band again. That's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm kind of calling you here from uh, the D.C., Baltimore area. Yeah. And um, I play under a band name I call The Hollow Truths. But um, okay. basically, we're trying to branch out a little more. And, uh, sure. you know, um, this podcast is obviously an extension of that and, and talk to as many people around the country as we can to kind of explore new terrain. And, sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I don't... been to uh, I've been to one show in Baltimore. I saw the the Night Marchers and Obits at the Auto Bar, and that was probably in like 2008. But man, nice. what a good time that was! Yeah, the Auto Bar is kind of kind of the spot in Baltimore. Yeah. So, are you playing mostly in Raleigh, or are you playing somewhere else? Um. So far, what we played is um, is Chapel Hill, Raleigh. Durham, okay. all, you know those those areas yeah. are you know, three cities, all kind of within right. thirty minutes of each other. But um, yeah, we've done Chapel Hill a couple times. We've done Raleigh. We have Durham coming up. We have a show at a brewery in this um, this small city that I live in, which is called Sanford, North Carolina. Um, and we've nice. done a music festival at a different brewery that was there. So it's um, we're we're slowly but surely branching outwards. We're um, we're looking at getting down to like the Wilmington area of the coast here in North Carolina. And we have some connections in the mountains and, and, um, Greensboro area. So it's just, yeah. um, you know, we figure if we, if we can do a couple shows a month, that'll be a, that'll be a good way to kind of get rolling. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I only 
recently I've only kind of been down to like the Wake Forest area, other than, uh-huh. than like Outer Banks. But I mean, um, obviously like the brewery scene is blowing up everywhere, but like oh yeah, no no bigger I feel like than it is in in North Carolina for sure. It's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really exploded here in the last five six years. Yeah, and that that's cool that you know because those are places. Um, this is this this the city I live in hasn't historically had a lot of venues. If there have been venues, they've they've come yeah. and gone. But breweries are sort of a a new place for live music because you know on the one hand a brewery's a bar, but on the other hand, it, you know it just attracts a different clientele that you know right. might be more open to live music or outdoors or you know kids can run around and it's it's just different yeah. than what you might think of as a regular bar so it's it's a it's been a cool thing to have yeah for sure i mean um and a lot of people just kind of tour around the country just playing breweries because you can now yeah um, yeah yeah but yeah like i've heard you know or even when i've been down there it's awesome because each one has like you know pretty much a band every night so yeah um <clears throat> We were thinking about maybe, you know, hopping in the van and heading down there, checking it out again, just music-wise. So I hear you. But yeah, um, since you are the, uh, I guess, principal songwriter and all that, uh, I'm curious, you know, as uh, somewhat of a songwriter myself, uh, what do you like to write about? Um, this band in particular has been an opportunity for me to kind of um, give myself prompts. I'm always been into you know dorky science fiction stuff um, yeah you know whether that's star trek or you know old science fiction novels harlan ellison stuff like that um but you know i haven't sat down and said i'm gonna write a song about x or y or z but um mm-hmm. you know when you start to filter things through a theme like that you get stuff that you realize you maybe weren't even intending to to do right. um so you know the on their face, the songs can be just about, you know, maybe Bigfoot or something. <laughs> but, yeah. But you know, I, I, I'm not making goofy Bigfoot lyrics. I'm just, I'm just sort of, um, you know, sometimes stream of consciousness with it. And I realize later that, you know, maybe this song's about the a mutiny on a Skylab, you know, yeah. where the astronauts got tired of working. But that song's about being tired from work, you know. And yeah. one of the things that um, that you mentioned when you reached out is, you know, the podcast is a balance or is about a balance of, you know, real life work. Yeah. And creativity. And, and yeah. And still, and still doing this kind of thing. And I thought that was really interesting because Orb Patrol is definitely a band. And I think this is the case for a lot of bands where, you know, we have careers, some of us have families and we have responsibilities outside this, but it's something that it's hard to not do, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like once you got it in you, you, you got to do something otherwise it's yeah it's like being a a painter who doesn't paint or something i don't know right right it's not always you know all the bands i've ever done are you know it's it's all very diy and yeah um not necessarily trying to make it but just trying to do it um yeah the the funny thing i've been saying for the past few years is um the business i mean i'm actually in the news business i um am the partial owner and operator of like a monthly newspaper slash news website that just covers this little community we live in. And gotcha. it's, it's something that didn't exist a few years ago. It's something that we decided with our news backgrounds that, that we could do. Yeah. And we just kind of did it. We had 
sort of the know-how and what we didn't know we figured out and I've, I've been telling people that you know well this newspaper is my punk band you know yeah <laughs> like That's it's cool. totally been just a, a diy thing and it you know it's picked up traction in the community so it's so it's cool and it feels very in line with all the band stuff i've ever done that's cool. How'd you uh, kind of get involved with the news then? Were you a part of a bigger entity and then kind of... Uh, well, I mean, it's just... I needed to graduate from college on time, and in order to do that, I had to pick a minor. I picked communications, took a news writing course, and gotcha. realized that I could do it. And then, you know, after college, I um, I started working at the, the local daily paper here. Mm. Um, that lasted until about 2010, and I went and did some different stuff. I was involved in political campaigns and freelance writing and things like that. But when the opportunity to do news again came up and to be my own boss doing it, you know, and to partner yeah. with people that I knew had their right experience, it just seemed like a no-brainer. So we've been at it for about four years now. Nice. Congrats. It's Thank cool you. To, cool to hear that you're in a, a place in your life where you are your own boss and get yeah, not only... Yeah, it's fun. And it's... um. You know, it, it, I'm lucky. I don't think I grew up thinking I wanted to, to be a news writer. And, and writing news is definitely not the same as, as creating art. But it is an outlet. Um, you know, it, it is a way to be creative. And uh, even just thinking about what types of stories we want to tell and what types of stories we want to look for, that that's a creative outlet. So even if I'm not getting to do music, I'm getting to be somewhat creative. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm really lucky in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like writing in almost any facet is definitely creative unless you're yeah, just having absolutely. chat GBT write it for you but ah, no 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 <laughs> even no, then, I'm against the that but, uh, you can tweak it so. I mean you know if you're writing a press release for law enforcement about an arrest or a terrible crime yeah. or something like that I wouldn't say it's creative but no. if you're trying to tell a story about you know a business or, or just some interesting person you know and what they've done with their life yeah that's that's definitely something that you have to take time with and you have to you know you get the craft of the words and, and put it together the way that you think is best and yeah it's yeah. totally a, a creative outlet would you say that you um are more lyrics first in music or more like music first in music if that question makes sense yeah being, um, being that you're a writer i think both um yeah i feel like when i when I start with lyrics, I don't really have a musical idea, but I'll sketch stuff out. Um, and usually when, when that's the case, um, it's not very rigid because I don't know what, I don't know what the tune's going to be. I don't know what the melody is. So I don't know what exactly will fit. And then, you know, I'll find when, when I find music that I like, I'll, I'll sort of fine tune the lyrics to, to, to fit the song. Um, but a lot of times what I do is I just, you know, I'll start writing some music and I'll, I'll make a little draft of it so I can remember it. Yeah. And then when the song's a little more fleshed out, I'll sort of create lyrics to, to go with it or look at it and then see if I have something already. You know, I get a lot of ideas like, um, I was working on one the other day. There's a, uh, there's a song by Green Day called Who Wrote Holden Caulfield. And yeah. I think it's a Kerplunk, maybe. And um, a couple years later, Screeching Weasel wrote a song called uh, I Wrote Holden Caulfield. And, you know, it's obviously like yeah. referential to the Green Day song. And 
I don't know how into Star Trek you are, but I thought the name I wrote Zephyr Cochran would be good. Zephyr Cochran is the character in Star Trek who created Warp Drive. Gotcha. And that just, I wrote Zephyr Cochran, references those two songs, it references Star Trek, it felt for, perfect for Warp Patrol. Nice. And I had had like a very rough sketch of lyrics with no, I, I and I've had those lyrics for, for months. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do with them musically. When I came up with the musical idea that I liked, it came together really fast, but I did need to rewrite some of the lyrics just because I needed them to fit the music. So that's yeah. that's sort of, sort of how I operate. Is your band name a reference to Star Trek? Because I'm actually not really... Not never really. really seen the, Star the, Trek, uh, Orc so. Patrol is... Um, the, the Orc Cloud, it was... Um, it's the, the furthest flung objects in the solar system that you know that the sun has gravity gravi- gravitational holdover it's um it was discovered by like a dutch astronomer whose last name was Oort, and okay it just sounds perfect and spacey and it sounded like you know exactly the kind of science fiction thing that that i that i wanted to evoke um yeah and it's been fun because I've never been in a band where I was able to sort of create lore, you know, like we joke around a lot of us, you know, me with the news coverage, we have people in the band that are, that are attorneys that deal with government. So we know all this sort of lingo that surrounds local and state government. And we've been able to incorporate that in, into, you know, our approach to the way we describe the band. You know, we talk about, you know, the band oversees the Or Patrol Foundation, which is a, you know, charitable something or other. It's just part of the yeah. messaging. That's a lot of fun. I don't know if you're familiar with the band Mask Intruder. No. They they all wear ski masks, and it sounds yeah. like this terrifying punk band, and they're, all the songs are about, like, you know, heart-wrenching love, unrequited love. <laughs> and, yeah. like, I just absolutely love it. Like, nobody really knows who they are, and the shtick is a little bit on the nose, but it's so well done that it just cracks me up and you know obviously the songs are great and that's the that's the most important thing but i love having um just that sort of a added layer to to the music because it makes it about more than just the music it's about the the fun we're having and the world we're creating and i I just love love doing all that yeah i definitely like that idea of like creating your own lore it's also funny that you have uh lawyers in your band so yeah um like uh, I play with a lawyer as well from time to time, and at one point, they're um, good to know. Hell yeah, they are. Um, yeah. Definitely important sometimes when we're running into all these freaking legal snafus with music. But um, oh yeah, depends what you're doing, I guess. But um, in my case, like we were playing a show one time, and uh, it was not planned at all. But every every band on the bill had a lawyer in it. It was That's really, awesome. really strange. It was like, is anyone going to play like Warren Zevon here? Like, lawyers, guns, and money? Or, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's funny seeing them all hang out and interact. Like, oh, okay, cool. And they all, like, basically know each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny. Um, you know, it, all of us take our job seriously. You know, one of us is in, I'm in news, one's in tech, one's one works for a, a non governmental organization one works for the government doing legal work and you know obviously work has to come first when you get to a certain age but um when people find out people that we deal with on a daily basis find out like you guys are in a band together what is that <laughs> yeah. like and it's like well i don't really talk there's no reason for me to tell you in a news conversation that yeah. i'm in a punk rock band i'm not gonna hide it but it's not gonna be the first topic of conversation so 
yeah. it is funny when people find out and um we've had some people who were you know really really kind of high up in the world that we've <laughs> had to deal with yeah. they were like you're in a band that's awesome i want to hear it and i'm like well i'm calling you about something else we can talk about that later but yeah <laughs> yeah uh, maybe one day the, the band will overshadow the job. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's the dream, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I will say it's kind of, I don't know if you know who Daniel Johnston is or have yeah. heard of him. When that was kind of my first thought hearing your voice. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you've got that before. but I, I never have, but that's cool to hear. That's uh, really cool to hear. I, You know, as part of my... Um, news thing i've done some podcasts I've, I've been the interviewer on for some artists who were um right. were playing this music festival that was done here in town and one of them is a guy named paleface uh-huh. who is was originally from new york city but he's he's out of north carolina now and he um he actually was roommates with daniel johnston earlier interesting earlier in his career and they they learned a lot about songwriting from each other I mean, this guy was discovered by like the same dude who discovered the MC5 and the hormones and yeah. stuff like that. And talking to somebody like that is is super cool. And he was just you know super laid back. So it's funny to get the Daniel Johnson. I'm gonna have to go back and listen, but I don't. Um, it's always funny for me to hear when people pick up on different things because you know a part of being a musician is you, you're gonna do this because. You're just going to do it. But then once it's out in the world, it's not really completely yours anymore. So it's always cool to hear what other people pick up on. Yeah. I think it's just like your phrasing and then like style of voice. It's kind of similar some way. It could also yeah. just be I'm um, projecting a little because I did watch the, the documentary somewhat recently on him. Yeah. But yeah, um, definitely something I noticed, which is kind of interesting. I'm going to have to go back and look for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess for me, I definitely feel like I'm a cross breed between, um, like metal, uh, instrumentally mm-hmm. and uh-huh. then like just straight punk when it comes to songwriting. So I try to blend that almost into more of a, almost pop, um, if I'm going between the worlds, which is what I do, but, yeah. um, just kind of curious, think- like, I- or go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like you know, I like a lot of white dudes my age. You know, in the early yeah. '90s, as I was getting into music, that was you know, a, you discover heavy metal and it's it's cool and it's a little dangerous and it's something you get into. When I discovered punk, I realized, oh, I can actually do this. Um, I was never mm. good enough to at guitar to really play metal, so I, I turned hard yeah. toward punk rock as a young teenager because it was it was achievable but as you said you know i mean especially the older i get music's music and um a lot of what becomes style just comes down to production choices you can make a a metal song into a punk song into a pop song um and if you start listening to a lot of different types of music i think it it makes you better at what you do you know, yeah, I, I know yeah. I can play punk rock, and that's probably all I'm ever ever gonna be able to do. But if I can be inspired by a John Denver song, and, you know, and make a punk rock song out of it, hell yeah, you know. And I think that's yeah. 
that's maybe an intangible in in a lot of music because what you're hearing is those production choices but you have no idea where the person got their inspiration it could be anything yeah yeah you mentioned one or two um bands i don't know if if they're from your area though they're probably not right the uh which bands are you talking about the, the masked one and oh, um, Masked intruder yeah they're from uh i want to say they're from wisconsin somewhere yeah were there any that either like were from your area when you were younger that are like still kind of going who were an influence or maybe just rolled through town who were kind of under the radar I mean, one of the biggest ones that's still going is Super Chunk. You know, they've been around okay. since the early 90s, and they kind of put Chapel Hill on the map. Um, to check them out. There's another one that I'm not sure if they're still playing or not. They've been off and on, but they were called Paulvo. Volvo? And Paulvo was a band or also Paul, from though. Chapel Hill, whose uh, drummer I ended up playing in a band with starting in about 2005 or six. And he's, he's passed away now, but um, yeah. that was just like a, uh, I mean, I'd sit with him and he'd tell me stories about being on tour with Pavement and Sonic Youth and playing shows with like Daffian Wigs and those stories, you know, they blow your mind and then you're, you're just sitting there hanging out with the guy and you end up in a band with them and that's... Uh, that's a real confidence boost as a, as a musician to be able to play with somebody who's been through those things, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, don't know. I definitely agree with what you're saying about punk rock too and the accessibility. Cause I don't think I would write songs if I didn't have like, you know, some serious punk influences from bands who oh, yeah. play around here. And just, there's one in particular called mischief brew. who I always tell everyone about from uh, Philly who's no longer around, okay. but just super, to the point songwriting and uh yeah and it's, I, it's, I really like it's it it's kind of like um you can add as many layers as you want and make it more complex if you need to but it's not a situation where you're um you know starting in a really complex place and trying yeah. to find the soul of the song i, right. I kind of feel like i can go the other direction and you know yeah i think of myself as average to middling as a guitar player but the people that are in Orca Patrol with me are all really good musicians in their way and that creates a lot of room for you know for musical ideas that uh, that I think you know build the song up beyond just being a, a couple of chords you know yeah so I usually feature like one or two songs uh, your choice dealer's choice on the episode um which ones did you want to feature here? I think the, the, the best thing is a couple of songs from the the EP that we have coming out. Um, that's coming out on July 12th through a label out of uh, out of the Triangle called Board to Death Records. Um, okay. We recorded this EP back in February with a guy named Scotty Sandwich, who is, you know, he's sort of had his fingers in a lot of punk rock things over the years. Um, yeah. he, he, we played with his band. He asked us to come up and record with them and he's connected us with this label. And these are all things that a few guys, we had no idea what happened, but, um, the EP is called Sagan Youth and the songs that I would say are probably best off it would be a uh, flying saucer working party and silent majority. Nice. Are there any stories behind those? Um, yeah, 
Um, I mean, Soylent Majority obviously just comes from, um, you know, the the political phrase Silent Majority. And um, if you've ever heard of the movie Soylent Green, which is, you know, a dystopian future where the government has given out these these uh, Soylent tabs for people to eat. And then it yeah. turns out that, you know, they're made from people. And <laughs> I just thought it would be fun to have sort of like a half-baked um, political song. Yeah. No real meaning to it, but I just, you know, I thought it would be funny to to kind of approach that very seriously with, um, you know, with the, the, the science fiction references, political references, etc. Um, Flying Saucer Working Party, sort of the same. I came across that phrase on Wikipedia, and it was, I think, in the 40s or 50s, the British government set up a, a panel to, you know, to, to look into whether the existence of flying saucers was real and that was the name of it the flying saucer working party and nice. that just cracked me up so much yeah. that uh i sort of wrote the song from the perspective I, I, i'm sure this isn't how it worked but I, I wrote the song from the perspective of the guy who's like working the desk who's got the radar out into the sky you know looking for aliens um and and that's one that i wanted to make um kind of falsely so because the lyrics i don't think um necessarily justify it, but I wanted to make it sound like emotionally powerful. Yeah. Like it was a song off of a, you know, like a contemporary, like early nineties VH one sort of adult sounding. Um, and that's, that's, that was another one that, um, involved a lot of, you know, the, the, the rest of the band kind of helping me fill in an arrangement because the song itself is really simple and repetitive, um, musically, but we were able to, to kind of put different things over it and arrange it in such a way that if you didn't know going in that it's the same the same pattern over and over again you might not catch it because there's right. there's so much variant you know variance in the music and the, the phrasing of the the vocals and all that so those those are the two i would recommend right on yeah i'll yep. definitely slap those on here and then uh, i'm assuming you probably want a, a release at on or at after uh july 12th I mean, if you want to do it before, this would be a great way to pump it up for a us little. to sort of preview it, you know. Cool. I was hoping you'd say that. So. Yeah, we have um, we have a release show on the sixteenth of July, and then another show on the twenty third of July. A couple things planned in August. So, I mean, this would be a, we've been doing a lot of promotional stuff. This is my first time ever doing a band in this way, where there's sort of a a, a, a thoughtful deliberate process behind releasing stuff on social media and yeah. sort of building a buzz so this, this would be a hell of a component to add to that oh cool then it's like perfect timing that uh just serendipitously uh message you i guess yeah no it's absolutely great i didn't know if um i mean how did you how did you find us uh probably a hashtag okay awesome every awesome. once in a while when i get a wild hair up my butt i just like look at uh you know, random hashtags around the country and just see, like, who pops up. Yeah, totally. Well, there's, I mean, there are um, some bands that we're label mates with, bands that we're friends with. I'd be glad to connect you with as many of them as you'd, as you'd be interested in talking to. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I also messaged uh, the record, like you were saying, uh, Bored to Death. Yeah, okay, so, cool. Um, talking to them as well, they said, you know, a couple bands, obviously, be interested, so... Um, I'm cool. definitely yeah. interested in kind of, like I said, just exploring new cities and meeting new people. 
and you know trying to help promote little stuff like this and whatever I can do you know I love it well I really appreciate you you know finding us and taking the time and and checking it out it means a lot it's crazy that all these things are starting to come together and it's it's not like I said a few months ago there was no anticipation that we'd be this active as a band but it feels like the right thing to do you know when it comes to you go for it you know oh yeah for sure Um, definitely I mean hopefully like I said maybe we'll be able to come down one day yeah play show yeah, or whatever down this way we can we can help you make some connections for sure i also try to do at least one festival for the podcast a year up here okay so um trying to branch out and do two a year like do we're, we're always going to do one in maryland since that's where we're based mm-hmm. but then like last year we also did one in pennsylvania so the goal is to like eventually do one in a different state as well so like whether it's okay. Vir- virginia west virginia ohio or maybe north carolina i don't know might be too far to run Where something do you like do that these? but uh wherever we can find a venue that'll host us okay awesome. or just sometimes are you in are you farm. in baltimore exactly or like you said between baltimore and dc between yeah so yeah so I've obviously if you ever want to play a show up here we can probably help you out Okay, awesome. Yeah, that that's something we'll keep in mind. I do have some connections to family in DC area. Nice. So that that makes it you know that makes it a little easier. And um, we uh, we have a good friend in Phil, a couple of good friends in Philadelphia as well. So yeah, Philly's absolutely a great place to play for sure. I, I played there once and it was a blast. But it was like we got in, played the show, went to a hotel, left the next morning. You know. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I didn't really get to experience the city itself, but it, I mean, the the venue was great. We had a great time. Yeah, maybe that's all you need. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, appreciate you hopping on here. And if, uh, like I said, if you don't mind, I guess I'll probably pop this out next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know when, and um, you know, I'll be glad to share and and promote it for you. Hell yeah! I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well. Cool. Well, it's nice to meet you. Shoot me an email with a link to your to your music and we'll see if we can't start figuring out ways to you know either get you down there or get us up there or whatever in between yeah. you know yeah it could be fun awesome so, I'm glad this worked awesome. out and I'm glad the timing's good hell yeah hell yeah well look I appreciate your time man yep just uh magic of the internet you never I don't know that's right <laughs> so. that's right no, that's awesome that's awesome well I've, I've got to uh, run but um yeah but yeah just uh, feel free to shoot me an email anytime all right, man. I'll, All right. Uh, Thanks, Brad. You. Have a good one, man. Nice to meet you. Yep. Later. Everything equal. Two times a day and once at night. It's made from people. A sweet expression of the right